The shop is open. This is the Talk About RC podcast, where we talk about RC racing, crawling, bashing, building, and dad stuff. Get back to work and listen, amigo. I'm your host, Pablo Guerrero. Follow me, amigos, and I'll set you free. (laughs) Is Is this how the RC cults start? Well, started thinking, I don't know, I, do I sound like I'm like always doing these like soul-searching questions? Uh, maybe. But I started thinking, uh, and I'm pumping my, my sauce into my coffee right now. I'm trying not to get sidetracked. Anyways, I started thinking about why we do it. Not in the way, well, okay. The builds that we're doing, right? So I have a couple builds that I wanna build and I'm gonna set you free because I think a lot of, when I first started, um, it was kind of one of those things where I would build things and I would have class two, class three. I'd, I'd have, I put myself in this bracket, right? And I think that was good when I started. Um, I put myself in this bracket and I said, okay, I'm going to build a class two truck that I can go and crawl and, and, you know, do the scale trail stuff with and maybe do some competition stuff. And then I realized that there's a place for that. And I think you have to be ready for that. Um, But then you also have to take a quick look at like, how are you going to be like, say you have a specific build, right? How are you going to be running that specific build? Are you going to be running it on the trails by your house? Is it a fun truck? You know, like don't, don't be in this vacuum. of Oh, I got to be class two, class three. Um, just because someone says so, right? Like for instance, I'm looking at doing this build. How much time should I put my breakfast burritos in? I have two, they're kind of small. I'm gonna go for three minutes, 42 seconds, go. So I'm building this truck and it's a one nine truck and we're gonna be building it with the Proline Baja Pro X's, which are sick tires but they're very tall. Um, They are much taller than 4.75, which is the curriculum for for the class two. Now, do I care? Not really, Um, because realistically, am I going to be driving comps like that with this truck? Probably not, and if I did, it would be class three, and it's like, you either go all in or you just are there to play. And I am 100% just there to play. Um, I just don't feel like I need to, you know, 
I don't need to prove myself or anything like that. So not something that I'm really concerned about. Um, and so I just, you know, I just want to play and I just want to go out there and run. And let's be honest, 90% of the time that I'm going to be driving this truck, it's going to be in my backyard. It's going to be on a trail. Um, you know, it's going to be in a different environment than what, you know, people probably go into it thinking of doing. So what I'm saying is it's okay. It's okay to build something and just build it because that's how you want it and just build it because, you know, you want this part on it or whatever. If it doesn't fall into the class, so be it. Like, just go have fun in RC. Like, you know, like with this scale trail stuff that I'm working on in the backyard, the the rally course, and we're going to talk about that in this one too. Um, this one might be a little heavy when it comes to course design and that kind of thing because it's, it is kind of important um, on how you do it. But, you know, when I'm talking about that and doing stuff like that, sometimes I think people also kind of fall into the trap of, you know, do it for the gram. And realistically, yeah, that's part of it. Um, or doing it for YouTube or whatever. But I think realistically also you have to know that don't do it with specific things in mind just for that. So because if you do that, then you're going to be like, oh, this isn't going to show up good on video. And then you're not going to do it right. But in reality, when you're in your backyard with your family or whatever, it's going to be just fine and it's going to be pretty cool. So, you know, don't throw yourself into that vacuum too. And that's a tough one because that's an easy one to fall into. And we, we kind of run into that a lot too. Um, I especially run into it a lot because my backyard can look cool when it has, you know, all the track stuff on it, but I only shoot from certain angles because I don't like the way part of my backyard looks like under the house. We did some work to it and we hadn't repainted it yet. So, you know, we're in the trust tree. So right. There's a bunch of like white silicone marks on the back of the house and I'm just like, I'm over it, like I don't care. So I just shoot from a different angle and then that angle is, you know, not, it's not a, uh, it's not an angle that is super nice or anything like that. So um, yeah, I mean, there's certain things like that that I think you should look, in, look at and kind of take into account, but don't go too crazy with that because the reality is, is that, you know, you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for, like I say here, the, the, the tens, you know, like, yes, I ha I'm in a different kind of scenario where my social media has a certain following and yes, I'm doing it for the tens, I guess, but I'm also doing it for myself and I'm also doing it for, you know, I joke, it's kind of morbid, but it's like when I'm gone, if I go early, my family will have a record, right? They'll have a record of what's going on in life, um, at least in our fun extracurricular life. So I kind of look at things like that. And, you know, that, you know, when I talk about my kids and how proud I am of them, you know, if I'm not telling them enough in person, which I hope I am, uh, they can always come back to something like this and hear that 
they're doing well and uh, all that kind of stuff. Same with my wife, even though she busts my balls about RC stuff all the time. Uh, we'll keep her. So, <laughs> we were joking. I have an, an, how do I say it? I'm almost incapable of growing a mustache. I've been that way for years. I've never been able to grow a mustache. I, I, I wear a goatee, uh, you know, the, the bushy beard at the bottom there. But my mustache just is not cooperating with me. And I, and I take it personal because most Mexicans can grow the thick Mexican stash. And that's just, it's not in the cards for me. I don't know why. So last night I joked, I said, you know what? I'm gonna grow the stash and my wife hates it. And so, cause it's like a straight on like 15 year old stash, like very thin and wispy. She's like, okay. And so I'm gonna grow one out and I, I told her I'd go, hey, if Kelsey can uh, pull Taylor Swift with that stash, just imagine what I could pull. She goes, time for an upgrade. <laughs> Pretty funny stuff. But uh, back to the RC. So when it comes to the RC stuff, yeah, it, you know, you kind of have to do it for, for yourself and do it for the reasons that you want to do it and have fun with it and don't feel like you're trapped and trapped into doing something because the rule book tells you so or whatever, you know, it's like, yeah, if you're there, you can, in my opinion, if you want to do that, build something specifically for that. Um, you know, if I want to, I have, I'm fortunate. Um, I have a few different vehicles. I have a few different vehicles. So I can set up my vehicles to do a specific task. I have one that's like a hardline killer, um, real slow, creepy crawly kind of truck. That's my Bushido, or not my Bushido, my Beecho bug. It's the Element low CG carbon fiber uh, chassis, but it's really short wheelbase. And so that's the you know, it's set up for that. It's not really set up for comp. I don't think I can do class one with it um, because of the uh, fenders on it and all that kind of stuff. I'd have to change the body, but you know, it's a fun little truck. Um, and I have my trucks. Most of my trucks are set up for trailing, uh, not really set up for comp. I thought about setting one up for comp, um, but the comps that I would set mine up for are probably U4 or uh, TTC style. And I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna put together a TTC for the winter, like a Christmas TTC. Um, we'll see. Uh, people that might be listening to this that are in the know, be looking out for that because I love Christmas time. And I think that that would be a lot of fun to be, try to do something like that. And if we only had, you know, maybe it was an invite only Christmas TTC and we had, you know, six cars out there do it, I think that would be cool. And I think that would be a lot of fun. So let's talk about doing something like that. But my cars are kind of built for that. They're, they're kind of universal. I, I think I could maybe slim them down a little bit. Um, I've always built universal cars and like when we do the tracks and stuff, 
I'm always thinking of you know how I could Swiss Army knife everything. Um, that's good and bad. You know, sometimes I think you could be much more simple and be successful with that. But you know, I have certain things that I like, so that's what I do. I like big tires. I like XO cages. Uh, I like you know horsepower that translates to wheel speed and RC. Um, most of my trucks are super top heavy, so they're terrible uh, crawlers. Like terrible comp crawlers. Uh, so yeah, so you know, it's just it's just the way the ball, the cookie crumbles, I guess. So, um, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to building something, build it because you want to, and build it because you like that flavor, and build it because you like that color, and you know, if if you have a brand allegiance, well, try to stay to that brand, but then build it you know because it's you know if you want to have element axles and a 10-3 transmission do it like do whatever you want like don't just feel like you have to do it this way because people are watching because i think i think you would probably actually get more eyeballs if you're kind of against the grain i think that's something that's kind of tough right now in rc is that you know it's like a couple years ago Everyone and their uncle and their uncle's grandma and their uncle's grandma's bingo partner had the power wagon bodies And you still see those out there and they're nice. I mean they can be done up really well the LCG stuff with the with the power wagon body And I understand why they use them But they're so common and for me, I you know, I used a creep body for something but it was a u4 truck and I did a different treatment to it, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, when you stand out from something, you get more eyeballs than, you know, I, I get in the death scroll and, and Instagram where I'm just like, ooh, you know, uh, TF2 or whatever, and Power Wagon over and over and over and over again. I like seeing a little bit of different stuff. You know, I love seeing the custom stuff. I know the custom stuff isn't always a performer, and I think that's what people are trying to shoot for, but, you know, have fun with it. Have different challenges with it. Understand that your car has limitations and it's just like a real crawler, right? You know, not all everyone's real crawler is gonna be able to compete with the Rockstar Garage crawlers. So go out there and have fun with what you got and find the lines that you can do and challenge yourself and see if you could do something a different way so that you make that line. Like, that's the fun stuff of this hobby. That's the stuff that I think we overlook a lot. Well, amigos, on to the next segment. And this one, I think we're going to talk about, I'm supposed to catch up with Jeff, and we're going to talk about track design and layouts and good things. And so we're going to talk about off-road indoor. We're going to talk about short course kind of stuff, uh, my rally course, monster trucks, my trail in the back, like how I've used my backyard and how I've used the space that you know, is in there. We're going to talk about that. Um, what else are we going to talk about? Let me look at my notes. We're going to talk about track decor. I think this might be the first episode where we have RC Carnage, which is basically a, a segment where I'm taking those cars that I talked about earlier that I want to finish by the end of October. Uh, I'm going to start talking while I'm wrenching on those. And so first up I think is going to be the Jeep then 
probably Jericho, then probably, well, obviously Tony's is going to be in there, but I don't know if that's going to be part of Carnage. But Jericho, and then probably the Wagoneer. Um, yeah, probably. But, uh, and I think I, I kind of woke up this morning feeling gross. I've been eating fast food and drinking pop, not enough water. So I think I'm going to commit to myself to find the time to get out there and trail even if it's the same trail over and over and over again, at least walk out there and trail twice a week. That way I get some kind of exercise and I'm getting some kind of trail time. And you know, it'll, I think actually if I do that and I'm talking out there, hopefully no one creeps up behind me, but I think that's gonna be the kind of thing where I can trail and podcast at the same time out in the woods because I don't think my son's going to come with me every time. He might, but we'll see. Uh, So that's going to be happening. We're going to talk about, we might talk about the community trail. And we just talked about why do you build. All right, amigos, on to the next one. Do you have tiny hands? Do you insist on working on small things? Head over to ccxrc.com to get all your 124 scale needs. If you want to make your 124 scale weigh as much as your 10 scale, he's got you covered. They also have electronics too. Try the Mighty Chihuahua or the Baby Goliath and make your 124 scale a Mighty Mouse. Use code RCAMIGOS at checkout for a 5% discount and keep listening for specials. CCXRC.com and don't forget to tell them in the messages that you're going to shoot them in the baby maker with a BB gun. Tell them Pablo sent you. Jeff. And there it is. What are we talking about? What aren't we talking about, brother? Should we just hop right in? I wish you just try to like keep like pushing through each other's faces here. <laughs> over and over and over. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you know what though? It's funny because I that's Marshawn Lynch, right? Uh, absolutely. Beast okay. mode. Come on. I'm not a big NFL guy. I know. <laughs> I'm a disappointment already. Well, hey, I, I, I appreciate hockey, but I don't watch it as much as I should. There you go. But I know who the players are. And like, so he, if he said it 17 times, it, it seems like he's the kind of guy, like, like that's how many times exactly he needs to say to make the point. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Like Keep if going. he said it 16 times, I'd be like, no. <laughs> uh, I, I just like the, the final takeaway. I'm not going to repeat it completely, but yeah. maybe I'll post it. But it was like, oh my gosh, that's, uh, yep, that's, that's pretty much, it's, it's funny because uh, I forgot something like that came up uh, in our family, like a family dinner. And I was like, well, then go and do it. Like, you right. know, just very, very matter of fact, like that. Like, don't give up. Like, what are you talking about? Like, so like for listeners i'm sure i don't know is that a famous clip of him like in a, is that no. a recent interview uh recent interview i think oh, okay. but not super famous check it out uh anybody listening because i think we just jumped in here but um, yes it 
yeah, it'll change your life. It, you know, it's uh, it's those words of wisdom, as they say. <laughs> the more you know. And, and it's <laughs> funny because you and I, we talk about like the whole coaching thing, not to get too heavy into it right now, but yeah, I wish I could just sit my kid down and stare at him in the face and just say that to him and he'd be like, I get it. And then just go out and, and go, go through somebody. I know, go, right? Go <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, I was explaining that uh, I had a conversation with someone about homework the other day and they didn't think homework was a necessity. And I was like, I'm going to guess it wasn't your wife. No. Well, well, you know, but the thing is, it's funny because <laughs> our school does homework, right? right? And our, and I, and I, the way I said, there's different ways about looking at homework. And I said, you go to our school for a reason. And I go in sports. What do you, when you're working out or when you're drilling, one of the say, one of the sayings is do one more right do one yeah. more because your opponent's not doing that much yeah. and 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 if you think your opponent's doing it then do one more and so that's the way i think our school kind of approaches it and when it comes to homework and it's you know and i'm like it's not for everyone but it's kind of training them to do one more and that's the way oh, yeah. I, you know and that's the way i feel about it and i'm like so if my kids want to do one more and be academic people i wasn't that wasn't for me but it's like hey if I can help them do that, that's that's going to be what's what's up. Yeah, so. you know, I mean, it's so true, right? Like, so so last night I was at the rink. Here's a there's a likely way for a Canadian to start a start a conversation. <laughs> yeah. So last night I was at the. It's almost like you don't have to say it, right? It's like right. The sun, the sun yeah. came up today. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so I was at the rink. My son started. He's on a new team this year. He's uh, he's he played his second game. They're they're undefeated in two games, which is a good start. Sure. But on that point, like about doing reps and working hard on your skills and all that good stuff, there's a kid on our team who's he's there's no other way to describe him. He's he's a man child. Yeah. Like he's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, his name, I'll just give a first name, but his name's Oboise. Nice. And a Boise. A Boise rules. A Boise can shoot. <laughs> a Boise can shoot the puck harder than I can. And I'm not even exaggerating. Wow. Like, when he lets it go from the point, like from the blue line, it it's thunder. Mostly because he most times misses the net. But yeah. and it smashes off the boards. But he had so he's he's a so it's funny, right? With kids like that. And I don't really know where I'm going with this, but maybe you can you can help me. <laughs> Kids like that that are big, physically strong, kind of gifted, athletic. As adults, we kind of look at them and go, you, you're in your head, your expectations are like ridiculous, right? Because sure. you think sure. the size, it means maturity doesn't. Um, so last night, anyways, long story short, oh boys, you had a great game. And the kids come out, it was their first win. They tied their first game. They, t they won this one. And they come on the ice and they, you know, it's customary to like swarm your goalie without injuring them. And right. then... And then my son, I'm watching him. He goes up to a Boise and he pats him on the, and he reaches up and he pats him on the helmet. And I'm looking from the stands. I'm like, okay, that looked, that looked promising. Right. Sure. Maybe. So we're driving home, the drive home, the famous drive home after sports. And I go, how was, how was that on the ice after? How was the, how was the change room after? He's like, and he just goes, dad, I went up to a Boise and I just, I, I said, you had a great game, man. You just keep that up. Cause a Boise again go, to go back to that point about parents looking at kids and going yeah that kid's going to be good uh -huh. he's he can be he can get thrown off his game real quick like a lot of us right just oh, totally. right head down body language slumps yep, yep. So i was 
proud moment to see Rye go up and, and like say, hey man, good job. And yeah. Just had to get that off my chest. No, that's good, man. Cause that's that's something that I think a lot of us forget about. So we'll keep it in the sports vein for a couple more. But the the our team it's funny actually I had that to talk about on mine and so we're just gonna talk about it now. So <laughs> our team got blown out for soccer, right? And and it and we have a new coach. I don't know. Have I talked to you about the coaching yeah. on this team? Uh, like lot, no, I've but... heard about soccer, but not the coaching specifically. Okay, so it's a new coach, and I and I, I applauded him at the beginning because he's 18, it's a senior year kind of a thing, and he's coaching this rec, you know, nine-year-old soccer yeah. team. Um, and this, you could tell the coach is a stud, right? You could tell he's like because he's playing, uh, he's playing like premier soccer and high school soccer, like. Wow. He's he's just a stud when it comes to the sport, and yeah. so I appreciate that, right? Yeah. But I think what people what you know and what people don't believe is just because you're good or don't know is that just because you're good doesn't mean that the 14 other kids around you are going to be good. Meaning, as a coach, just because you know what you're talking about doesn't mean you can teach it to these kids. Right. Um, and so I think he's he was struggling a little bit, and at the beginning of the season, it was a little inconsistent because his dad's helping out, so like. He wouldn't be there, but his dad would. And it's like, you know, in coaching, you have to you have to establish dominance and hierarchy instantaneously, like instantly. Yeah. As soon as they walk on to the ice, to the mm-hmm. pitch, to the dirt, like you're like, I'm number one, he's number two, but we do it as a team. This is how we go, right? Like that's just the way it yeah. is. Yeah. And, and so I think that kind of, you know, the kids, kids today have struggle with that all over the place no matter if it's sports or in the classroom or whatever and so i think the discipline is tough um and so we got our asses handed to us i mean it was like nine <laughs> oh or in soccer they would say nine mil right um, it was it was not pretty um we had some really flash in the pan like really good flashes of our our goalkeeper is great uh right. and he, i mean the nine shots that he let go by well, we 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 changed out goal goal keeps like halfway through, but I think he probably only let four go by. But there must have been like twenty shots on goal. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so yep. he was he was smoking. He was doing good, but you know he, that's why we had to pull him because he was like, dude, I'm getting annihilated out here. But anyhow, so the coach after the after the game. There was no post meeting or anything like that. He just went to his car. And then he sent a, a message out saying, Hey, I'm sorry, I went to the car. It was my first time, blah, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. And it, yeah. it was good because it's like he owned up to it. So he was accountable for it, which in yeah. sports you have to be. For sure. Um, but, you know, I, I was talking to his mom at practice and I was like, You know, it's just the kind of thing where you have to identify that and you and I go the first time I had I go the first time I had a losing season it was like a kick in the nuts for me because I literally like I came off of having like six state like going to state championship seasons and then I had a losing season and I'm like you know every which way I'm looking I'm like what's going wrong like you know and it's like sometimes the kids just aren't geared up for it yeah but then it's you have to understand like how to how to dial that in right like it's oh, just yeah. like a car like if you got to dial it in and so i started asking i was like you know do they do like and there's different coaching styles and i'm sure you, you see it in all sports like mm-hmm. there's a coaching style that micro 
does all the micro drills and understands the footwork and understands the handwork and the positioning and like and then it gets put together in game day yeah and then there's the coaching style that is like nothing but scrimmages and they kind of work it out through game day yeah which they're both they're, they both can be successful but it depends on the coach right For sure because if you got a coach that comes unglued and yep. all you're doing is scrimmaging yep. and and you can't have the patience to fix it in the game then it's a recipe for disaster you, you know it's a, it's so yeah two points um the walk from the sidelines in your case or the walk from the bench in my case is very short and yeah. if a game's gone sideways you got to start thinking about what your your demeanor and your approach in the middle of in hockey in the middle of the third period in soccer you know by the middle of the second half or three quarters way through the second half right you gotta right. you have to start and that's it's not easy right like i've coached you've coached it's something that you kind of have to i know the first few times you can go oh shit, what am i gonna say <laughs> <laughs> oh wait the game's done and we got smoked uh oh what do i do how, how much can i yell <laughs> yeah, yeah or yeah am i gonna yell or do I just walk in and say very little or do I just say nothing or do I hand it to my assistant coach? Cause I've, that's an, that's a good tactic sometimes too. I oh, yeah. find with the older kids, like, um, I just, I've walked into our, our, my daughter's change room and said a few words and then, and, and then leave. And, uh, after a particularly challenging game and as I'm walking out, some of the girls are going, oh, where's, where's coach. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm, I'm talking to you today. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. that's and that's it. But it's funny because we have a similar situation with our our hockey team right now. Uh, it's it's interesting. Um, some of the, the girls are older, so they have some concerns. I won't get. I'm not going to get into details sure, because sure. I don't know who listens, you know, to this. But they have some concerns, and I've challenged them. I've gone back to my daughter and said, "Hey." get together with some of the teammates that you think are, are, are um, articulate and talk about it and have a players meeting and then come back to us and let us know what you want to do. Yeah. How you want to solve this problem. Right. Um, I like, I like that with the older kids. You can't do that with a 12 year old boy, but no, no. Yeah. The older kids definitely because they, they understand that they can take uh, leadership to, or not take leadership, but take coaching to write the ship like they, oh, yeah. they understand that they can be like okay what are we doing wrong because they can see from a team aspect that you know they're looking for the outside in kind of a thing 100 um, it and it's funny too because like the parents so we had picture day yesterday right and so my wife was doing something with my daughter so i, I was on the field only with my son and and i'm sitting there and <clears throat> i don't i'm not a, a schmoozer like I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm quiet when it comes to this kind of environment, but I'm spoke. I speak when spoken to, kind of a thing, right? right. So I'm I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of like by myself, lit and watching the boys kind of like screw around, and and I'm watching all these teams just like okay. So two things. So first, uh, I'm a very like observant person, right? So like I can sit there and close my eyes in an environment and just hear everything going on, right? It's like one of those weird movies where <laughs> where you just hear like the crickets legs moving slowly and then like, like all that kind of stuff, right? Somebody brushing their hand over the cornfield. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I, I'm totally that way. Where So I'm sitting here and I'm just kind of staring off into space, right? And I'm listening to this conversation of these three moms talking and I'm like, because of our they were talking about the game 
and they were just like, you know, upset that the team kept on scoring. And I'm like, it's only nine nothing. But I'm sitting in my head. I'm like, who cares? Like, if we're, if we're not good enough, then that's not their problem. That's our problem. You know. Right. What I'm and I'm sitting here listening to this, and they're like, well, they should have passed it five times before they scored. If it was already four, up or, you know. And the goal, and then we had like a, P- a PK against us, and they were already up like five or six nothing. And I'm like okay yeah the, you know it's like that's just sports you know whatever but i'm sitting here listening to it and i'm like let's not coddle these kids and then yeah and then i'm like listening and all the kids are sitting around and imagine like between like five-year-old soccer all the way on up to 14 year old soccer maybe and kids just screwing around like booting the ball hard into the goal and kids walking across the path and i'm sitting here and I'm looking around and I'm like, is no one gonna do anything about this? Like, I, I, I'm a disciplined guy when it comes to team, right? Yeah. And, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm just like, my, I'm starting to get that like, that heightened sense of like, I'm gonna yell at someone, like Twitching. I'm good. Oh man, and so I'm sitting there and I'm watching this and this, and then sure enough, a kid, guess what? He turns around and gets blasted in the face. By sure, him, right? Yes. And And so, and he's just shaking it off and I'm sitting here instantly I'm like, that kid's concussed. There's no question about it. The ball yeah. is going easily 40 miles an hour straight to his dome, like straight to his face, not not, not just blindsided. And I'm yeah. like, that kid concussed. Like there, there's no question about yeah. it, right? And so I'm yeah. sitting here and I'm just watching it and I'm like, when did it like go away that you couldn't yell at other people's kids and that you couldn't like... <laughs> Like we went on a field trip the other day and we got there before the teacher did and the kids were kind of like running amok in front of the school and I was like hey everyone line up against the wall right and, and then everyone goes and lines up against the wall and the parents are looking at me like the new parents that don't know me you know they're looking at me like who is this guy and I'm just like it just, that's all it takes and they're quiet yeah. and they sit against the wall you can let them talk but just Funny. yell at people like come on I know I oh, hear you okay. bud I hear oh. you. It's it's okay because it's okay. <laughs> I, just, like it's, yeah. I don't want to. Oh, I just I don't get it. I'm I'm trying to be a little more like you described yourself at a at a game, just quiet. Uh, I'm I'm the opposite. Like I'm not I'm not the loud. I'm not the annoying guy that's loud and annoying. But yeah, from I when I I've been known to to say some things loudly, and it's mostly. <laughs> encouragement like in between whistles for example i'll be like come on boys come on boys keep moving the feet like this yeah. or you know i'll throw a hand signal in there once in a while you're like hey zebra adjust your thong yeah like hey ref we can go hot date later or if they or if the ref's blowing his whistle too much i'm like what flavor is that whistle strawberry or chocolate <laughs> Does he seem oh, to like my. it? Anyways, oh, man. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> it's a struggle, buddy. Like, because, you know, the whole, like, being able to get kids in line and at this age, at the age we're talking, like 12, 13, 14, like, if you're at a certain level of competitiveness, there's, in my opinion, there's there's not a lot of room for screwing around. There's room for no. fun, but there's not a lot of room for screwing around. Uh, it, it's it's going to end somebody. <laughs> Yeah, well, and you know, my my thing was always I always was like, let's have fun at practice, and then when we're when we're on the field, like my kids when they walked onto the field, their cleats were polished, their shirts were tucked in, and their hats were forward. 
That's and cool. I was like, and if I saw a kid that walked into the up to the dugout that was untucked and his hat was sideways, I'd be like, take a lap. And while you're doing it, tuck in your shirt and turn your hat yeah. forward. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's just like, we don't, we, yeah, we're here to win. Yeah. And we're here to be gentlemen. And we're not here to just be like, in a fashion know, show, man. Yeah. And we're representing our city. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. like, 100% when we played, I was like, we're representing our city. Buddy, that's it's a little bit of a nightmare fuel there. <laughs> it's a bad segue. It's a bad segue. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get in the nightmare fuel. I like it. So this is new. I heard you plug this, and I was I was laughing my ass off because you told me that story <laughs> about the spider. If anybody hasn't heard Pablo's latest talk about, he gets into some... I was impressed by how brave you were. Like I would scream and run away, like no towel, <laughs> like if a spider like that was on my shoulder. But nightmare yeah. fuel, man. What what do we say this was gonna be? Like, we forget. Like this was like just those things that keep us up at night. Yeah, or the things or that really like I don't know, freak us out, or you know, yeah. it's like I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. It's it, the things that you know we're we're scared about doing or whatever. Yeah. Do you want to go first, or you want me to go? Oh, uh, if you got one, I think I got some. But if you're ready, if you're prime. well, I'll I'll, I'll prime you. Uh, so talk about kid stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how often you go to movie theaters or how often you watch YouTube. YouTube but... a lot more, yeah. It drives me crazy when we're watching something like Dude Perfect and then all of a sudden uh, The Exorcist comes on and it's oh, like someone's buddy. head exploding for a commercial. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, wait a minute. That's like, a good one. You know, and I'm sitting there and I, I don't remember what movie it was I took Dalton to. Dalton's not, a, he is not a Halloween person. He does not like it. He is yeah. like being spooked out or anything like that. Yeah. And we were at a movie theater and it was for like, I don't know, some, you some, know, some terrible kind of, movie yeah yeah well some kids movie you know i know we're watching it and it's like they have a, a oh that's what it was they have a movie coming out that's like some guy goes to like a chuck e cheese do you guys have a chuck e cheese or something oh, we like got that chuck e. Cheese. Oh, yeah. so he goes to that it's and then all the animatronics <laughs> all the animatronics are haunted and try to kill the kid right oh it's 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 the bear, isn't it? That one with the yeah. bear. Yeah, yeah. Five Nights so, at Freddy's or something. Bro, so that movie comes on like a kids movie, and I'm just like, what? What are? What's the movie theater thinking? Like, I almost went to the movie theater just to say something, like, yeah, because I know the guy there, and I know it's just pre, you know, it's just pre-done, computerized stuff, whatever. Yeah, right. But, but I'm like, you know, you guys might want this because this has happened more than so i'm like you know you might want to scream that you know <laughs> so yes yeah, similar like we have um we have a tv and it's got Ro you know roku you have the roku yeah, down there yeah, yeah. so we got the roku player and whatever and when you turn on the tv it shows the menu and and then it'll what they start doing is they they push ads to the bottom corner and mm -hmm. it's like oh check this out and so the exorcist popped up there and it wasn't just like the words the exorcist it was like the <laughs> reboot it was like the girl's head turned backwards on the screen staring at me like, <laughs> and my and ryan was there with me and and i scramble for the thing to turn it on and he's like dad what are you so this is funny because it's unless he wasn't freaked out he's like dad what are you doing i'm like that's, that's disturbing didn't you find that disturbing and he's like 
oh, whatever. I don't care. And I'm, but I'm like, now I'm going to be up all night, right? Like, I'm not <laughs> going to be able to go down and get the slice of salami and chunk of cheese I want at 2 a.m. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm afraid yeah. now. Yeah. I hate that, man. It's, my daughter's, um, so my daughter's a, my daughter was born the day before Halloween. And I'm not even making oh. that up for the segment. It's just nice. kind of perfect. Nice. So she likes all that. Like, she likes the creepy stuff. And I think yeah. it's just an excuse when she's, you know, another year older she can have a halloween party sure that's that's nightmare fuel in itself teenager <laughs> teenage halloween party uh but she'll she'll come down like today i was i'm working from home and i'm trying to like get started and she pops it on and she oh the boogeyman's on netflix like what the hell what the hell's that right and she's like oh yeah. no it's supposed to be really good and she turns it on and it's the opening scene i'm not even going to describe it but i'm just like can you go not watch that somewhere else? Like, <laughs> I know, I know, bro. I, I'm not. I agree with you. I'm not big on when you mentioned that on your podcast. I'm not big on the gore and the the really close, like the really real kind of stuff, right? Like, yeah, that stuff is just there's a line, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a little it's a little disturbing, but you know, <laughs> what do you do about it? You know, My nightmare for you. Oh, here's a good one. So I got one now. So we talked about sports in it. My nightmare fuel is one of my kids has an away game mm-hmm. and it's like, say, an hour drive and a half an hour in, I get this wave of anxiety wash over me and I look at my kid and I go, did you put your jersey back in the bag? Oh, no. Oh, no. And, and I can't tell you how many times irrationally, irrationally, I've pulled over, put the hazards on, popped the trunk and rifled through the bag like a madman <laughs> to make sure an elbow pad wasn't missing or yeah yeah something silly and there's no there's no like there's no basis in fact for it it's yeah, just it's like this, this fear that leaving I the garage door open right oh. like <laughs> home alone too <laughs> yeah right um that's that gets me man that's the scariest thing in the world for me and, and i don't and i think it's just because i'm like i don't want my kid to be that kid when they get to the ring because like anybody got an extra elbow pad like yeah you know? yeah no i totally i get that i totally get that and, <laughs> and and you know it's funny because i get that when it comes to work yeah so like when i go and do an install or something like that you know it's like i work a month on this project and i'm loading the truck full of tools and you know bits and pieces of this project and i'm like what I forget, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's across town, sometimes it's across the state, yeah. and I'm like, I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, well, we're gonna wing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if something happens, like, that's yeah. why I get paid. Like, MacGyver, MacGyver. Yeah, exactly. But no, it's funny because I, I remember that happened this last summer. We were headed to the track, and the track for us is—it's funny. It's literally like nine minutes away from my house right for yeah. the for the outdoor track nice. and and i'm cruising there and i'm like shoot did i i'm thinking of because we take <laughs> we generally take a lot of cars right because there's yeah. the crawling course and all that kind of yeah. stuff and i'm like did i bring and so I, sure enough i'm calling my wife i'm like hey can you go downstairs and look in on this shelf this slot and, and you hold me- and you know she's loving this call. <laughs> I know. She's like, really? Like, I'm looking for your RC stuff that you I know. Find? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, it's like for the radio, right? And I'm yeah, like, is, that, is yeah. that radio in the truck? 
and then then sure enough yeah i pull over and it's like before dalton's even out of a seatbelt, i'm jumping out looking through the back of the box oh, oh okay here it is okay cool. yeah she's already thrilled that you left the honey do list on the counter <laughs> to play with your rcs i know now she's got to look for some things she could care less about yeah oh man that's yeah. a, that's i was gonna ask you what your rc nightmare fuel was that's that's a big i've left batteries at home like oh. for races i've yeah you know, like tires that like gone with like the wrong like or just one set of tires or whatever yeah that's that's a bad one because you're jacked right you're jacked to yeah. go you're like two days before yeah yep. adult probably like pumped all yep. right all right all right and then you're there and you're like oh no Ugh, there's exactly. one the day yeah that's a tough one man exactly like, like it so along the lines of our shoot yeah let's let's transition into rc now let's because go. we got some track stuff to talk oh. about we got some setup stuff yeah um that i have questions about so <laughs> let's Brother. let's, let's talk about i know you've got some track stuff i'll 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 lob up a softball for you and talk about mine really quick before we go into yours oh good i think yours is a little bit more detailed but i'm trying to set up we talked about this rally offline like we talked about my rally course that yep. I'm setting up yep. and I don't have a lot of space in the backyard. I mean, more than I have a track that's, when I say a track, I think people think of like, Oh, they think you got a driver stand. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, yeah. no, it's not really like that. <laughs> and it's funny because it, it kind of felt that way at the beginning when I first started doing it. But now that we're like, better drivers and we're driving faster cars and we're actually technical now it's like it's not that at all it's like a little pit in the backyard um but so we're setting up i figured we'd probably get more mileage out of it if we turned it into a, a rally course yeah like a rally cross course yeah man but i'm struggling because i don't know if i've got enough room but then i also was like well maybe i went out and measured it last night and so i've got 36 inch lanes in places yeah some places it's narrower some places it's a little yeah. fatter and i'm like you know maybe that just is going to make us a better driver to pass yeah. when we can you know it's funny you mentioned that to me when we were talking about this offline and i was like well maybe go for four feet and then i'm thinking about what you're saying and if you're doing kind of that rally cross style, like the two by two, like two yeah. cars, that could make it really, really exciting. Because to your point, if you're you know sliding around a corner, you really got to control the vehicle. And and you know, do you dip down low and try the the high low or, like I think that could be a lot of fun. Like yeah, especially if if you're going with like two cars, that's I think it's really good. That's a really good width. Okay, so that makes me feel better about it. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Like, if you have too much space, then where's the fun, right? Like, where's the, where's the challenge? It's called the pucker factor. Is what we call it. <laughs> so, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and you know, I think that is what. Yeah, that's what I want. You know, and I'm thinking yeah. about like, I saw one of the jumps we built, and I was like, man, that is narrow. And it's you know what was awesome though. So last night I had Dalton go out with me and we surveyed the track, meaning we measured it because I was going to start cutting the the barriers for it and stuff like right. that. And so I'm, he's actually giving me input on what he thinks is a drivable track, which was awesome. So I'm like, I'm like, so what do you think about this ramp? And he yeah. goes, he goes, it's narrow, Dad. And I was like, yeah. And I go, what do you think? You, I think you think you can hit it. And he goes, yeah, we can hit it. He goes, but 
he he i think he actually used the term door to door if he said no something way. like he'd be i think he was like we'd be door to door if we tried to go over it together and i was like and you're yes. and you're whipping your phone out hitting record Can you <laughs> that's awesome like, yeah so i'm, I'm awesome. pumped about that um, yeah you know, you know you, go ahead but, I was, no, I was gonna say Andre Scale Metal Supplies was was uh, showing me a track he's putting together his background yes. too. Yes. Yeah. His is nice and carved in too. So yeah. It'll be fun. I think we can kind of like get this like resurgence of rally going and, yeah, and show it a different kind of in a different light. But it, so it's yeah, it's cool because so with our place, so I've been talking about a track space. We went. I haven't talked to you since we went the first night. Uh, it's like an industrial mall and it's really in the middle of nowhere uh-huh. and it's about um, 60 to 70 feet long by about I don't know 50 feet wide space it's not that is a great space it's not a massive track when you look at it so what it is is a place that rents out the, a basketball court for guys to go and train and play mm-hmm. and the guy's been looking for extra tenants at odd hours to fill the space mm. well hello we're in rc we're all about our odd hours <laughs> yeah so he uh one of these guys i met this guy mark has just kind of like met the guy the guy's all into it he um he's given us the space he's even talking to the guy about maybe partnering with him mm. to like let us kind of have it more permanently and that we can tear the track down pretty easy we've built some jumps out of um you know those cinder tubes that construction tubes? I forget what they're called. Sono tubes. Sono tubes. Yes, we've used those and cut them in half. Nice. We're, uh, and just kind of doing it really strong Velcro, uh, like that sort of. And again, you'll know the names for these, but there's sort of like a, it's like a craft board. It's almost like a compressed wood, but it's very thin. It's like oh, like a mason. Yeah, I like the. So far, we, folks. We, you know, so far, kids. The keyword is sauna tubes and masonite. We need to do like a hundred dollar or a hundred thousand dollar pyramid or whatever that show is called. It's like round and it's made of carbon. <laughs> sauna tubes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man. So I love it. I love it. And so, anyways, we did that. We've got a. We've got a triple. We've got a tabletop. Believe it or not, nice. we, we found we found some carpet online, really cheap. And a buddy of mine, who I kind of know through our out road, uh, our off our on road outdoor series, the TTO twos, I reached out to him and said, "Hey, buddy, you want to come out and try this out? Because we're trying to get guys in. We're not trying to blow the doors off it right now because we're not sure. quite set up. Right. Want to come in? Here's what we're doing. You know, it's you know, bring your TTO two. Let's check it out." He's like, oh, I really wish I could this weekend. I can't. And then all of a sudden he goes, would you, would you have any use for, uh, and I believe I'm going to get this term right. Ozite carpet. Mm. I go, pardon. <laughs> He's got, so catch this. This is wild out of the blue because we were looking for carpet to, to floor the whole space and then use some maybe turf for the jumps on top. Sure. Out of the blue, he's got two rolls of 10 by 60 feet of black ozite carpet. And how, how did he come across that? Like oh. his buddy. <laughs> so his friend, his friend, I guess, wanted to put them in his basement. I don't know how big this guy's basement was mm. and have his own track. And it never panned out. And he's got these rolls in his basement now. Wow. And he's like, you guys can just take them. He goes, 
you know, if you want to give me, like I said, well, we want to give you something for them. They're like, what do you think? And he's like, just use them and we'll figure it out later. And I'm like, bro, like to start, you could come for free anytime you want to the space. Yeah. Right. If you give us, so we're picking them up on Monday, really stoked. And so it's, it's starting to really come together, man. Like I'll send you i I'll send you and I'll post it maybe to my Instagram. This guy's also the guy that's kind of fronting a lot of the cost for it. We're trying to help him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep costs down, but he's, he's designed to track. And this kind of comes full circle to the, the rally thing. It is an off-road track intertwined with an on-road track. What? Please so, tell me you're going to do the same, do them both of them at the same time. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have two heats going at the same time. Oh, man. I think we could practice. I think for races, it would be because we have one timing system, so we probably couldn't do them. Yeah. But the way he's laid it out, I'm going to send it to you. I think you're going to like it. It's like he's got jumps going over the on-road track. Uh, He's got, like, things going underneath tabletop. Like, it it is a little bit, um, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think it's... He's complicated, but <laughs> he's complicated, but I think it's doable, man. So like this Friday coming up the 13th, we're going to go out again and, uh, yeah, we'll keep, keep trying to set it up here to a point where we can maybe get like a, like an open house night, just a night where guys can come out. We're trying to do it every two weeks, uh, in the evening. So it's not like we're going nuts. So it's keeping everybody happy at home. Yeah. That's sure. awesome. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, man. Dude, that's awesome. That's, we'll see. That's yeah. something that I think could be, you know, that's the hardest thing. <clears throat> that's the hardest thing is getting like the Swiss Army knife of of things, right? Like I always run into that problem. I just I just did a track, uh, like uh, a podcast track, yesterday or the day before for the ne- this one coming up that mm-hmm. was talking about trying too hard for Swiss Army, like. Meaning, like my my builds and stuff like that. I try to make them competitive, or not competitive, but like very capable. But make them trail rigs and all that. You know, it's like <clears throat> just go one way and go. Um, yeah. But but when it comes to the track, that's a whole other thing because you want to be able to scratch the itch on a couple different things. And yeah, that's you know, like with this rally setup. The other half of this rally setup that I didn't mention is that. The way it's designed for us now is that the whole infield would be yep. rocks again. Yep. And then we could crawl in the infield and set up, you know, gates and stuff like that. So that's amazing. Yeah. But you know, it's it's a small space, but I think it would probably be really good for like 18 scale. Yeah. The, the thing that dies that's hard for us is that the monster truck stuff dies in our backyard. Mm. And so we're like, uh, but we're faster now than we used to be. So, <laughs> so you know, there's like, it, it's kind of, but that's also, that adds to the pucker factor in our backyards that we're so fast and the cars are so big when it's the monster trucks. It's like, yeah. And I mean, maybe the monster trucks too, like you can. I don't know what you guys got around you, but yeah, we have a park across. The street, yeah, so we yeah. could we could take some ramps out there and run them over there. Spe- speaking of monster trucks, um, did you see that new sort of super cheap monster truck that came out from Arma? I did. Could go to. I did. What'd you think of that? Um, I think it's a great 
starter car for yeah. someone getting into that hobby uh, or getting into the hobby. I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's a great, I think it's really good. I think it's a great like entry for someone getting into it. Arma, <coughs> Arma is very notorious for having fantastically strong vehicles, right. and so a two-wheel drive brushed rig i can't imagine that thing would be like i mean i can i can imagine that it's going to be very difficult to break um yeah it's it looks it looks pretty fun it looks like the honestly it's it looks like it's a stampede stampede kind of uh killer you know what i mean the tracks of stampede. honestly man yeah like it kind of looked like you could like most armor things, you can drive it through a brick wall. Hundred percent. Yeah. The modular pieces, right? Like with your drivetrain and your everything popping out, just with kind of sliding, shifting um, components that come out. Like I think I think that's the thing I like about Arma. Like uh-huh. to your point, it's a great starter rig, and and somebody could take that out and just bash the crap out of it and have a lot of fun with it. But it's 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 cheap enough that. It gets you in. So Traxxas is good for getting you in, but they're still high on the, you know, on the high end for, you know, base slash or something like. Yeah. This is this is different, man. Like it gets you in, and then maybe <coughs> a year later, it gets you to its onto the onto another rig, right? I didn't see how much they want for it. I'm um, assuming it's probably in the mid two hundreds. Yeah. But it could be completely. Yeah. Wrong. We'll jump on them in front of the computer here. Let's see. I the one I really like is the, the Forest Gorgon. Mojave. Oh, buddy. <laughs> that's the one I like. I'm like, that's, that's a lot of car. I started talking to someone about trying to sell maybe our two Nomads uh, to get saw, one of those. Yeah. Um, just because they're getting harder to get for parts. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, how long do I want to... It's a good point, but it's 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 so it's so tough. Like I heard you talking about that because it's such an amazingly fun class, right? And and like the U four and just I don't I don't know if we'll ever see another like class of trucks like that. Like it's it's so niche. It's almost like do you want to let go of it? Because it's it's one of those pieces that you have on your shelf and and you're like like awesome yeah yeah <laughs> but, right, great yeah. conversation piece but if you can't get parts for it then that's you know yeah and you know and i think yeah. other people like to collect i'm not a collector really i'm a driver so there for us go. it's like eh, i think i can let that go dude did you see what how much that i just pulled it up did you see the how much Oregon they want for it is Ameri- ridiculously America. cheap it doesn't even say it's 139 dollars yeah u.s U.S. Which is six hundred dollars Canadian, but <laughs> yeah, hundred thirty nine dollars. I had That's no cheap. idea it was is, that cheap. Is that the one with the battery and the charger? No, no, the one with the battery and the charger is one sixty nine. Yes, yeah, like thirty bucks. That was the thing I heard. Like for another but thirty bucks, it's it's, it's a NIM battery. You know? it's not a yeah. Rainbow. That's fine. Hey man, if I was um if I was ten, and my dad got me that as my first RC. Thank you very much. Okay, so I mean, maybe I'll, I should talk to Arma and be like, Arma, let me be your spokesperson as a dad, because if I was going to spend two hundred dollars on a Christmas present and get them something that they could get outside with and that oh. I could spend time with, 
or spend $400 on an iPad. I'm spending $200 all day on this RC car. And I'm buying two of them so we can go out and race. <laughs> you damn right. You know what I'm saying? How much fun is that, right? Yes. I mean, seriously. Come on, Honestly. guys. Like, yeah. that, that's, uh, that price point is like, come on. When you look at the ability of, like, and, and I know not all kids and dads are, you know, are, are together that way. But it's like, let's do that versus, like, send the 100%. kid to the corner with their head pinned down into this 100%. stupid thing. And, and and you know what? Let's sell them together. Let's get a start. Like, I get the economics of that's probably not great, but have a like two-pack two yeah. pack with, like, one charger, two batteries, and do something special with the price. Oh, Yes. You know yes. I mean? like, come on like i hear you like i don't know how big I, I would love to know how big their market is for like that age or that that scenario like dads and their sons or dads and their daughters well i i think that they don't that's the problem you don't know here comes my soapbox here comes my soapbox <laughs> somebody I, get my soapbox oh bring my, it over here oh my goodness come on let's go so that's the problem with rc right now is that it's a such a there's no more Tyco commercials. There's no more Radio Shack commercials. There's no more, <clears throat> and I understand why, because the kids are consuming their media other ways. Yeah. But guess what? Throw some dang, com- let's run the dang ball, Brother. coach. Like, you know, like, like throw, you Brother. gotta throw. I'm not done, Jeff. I'm not Sorry. done. <laughs> You gotta throw these commercials out on YouTube, on TikTok, on whatever, and make them commercials. Like, don't make them these influencer videos that are really cool to watch. Make them commercials. Say, Preach. 169, or say, you know, 220 for a two pack, one, two batteries, one charger. Let's go. Like, that's gonna get the kids, like, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, mom, we could get two of these. Let's go. And it's cheaper than an iPad. Say it's cheaper than a dang iPad. Get outside. It really gets the people going. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I agree, man. Can, can I can I speak now? Yes, okay? you may. Go. <laughs> this is a new Pablo, everybody. I like it. I like it. I like it. Thirty ounces of coffee this morning. Big gulp of caffeine. Yes, sir. No, I, I agree. And and dust off the old Tamia the old Tamia commercials. The one that I saw on my feed today, where I was like. I wanted, I wanted what they were selling, it even though it was forty years old. Like, yes. make it experiential. Don't, I don't want to see some dingbat telling me what he thinks about the color and the softness of the tie. Like, just <laughs> drive the thing and, and tell me how much fun it is and why I need to have fun. Like, make it experiential for me. Like, make it, make, like, show me what my life could be. Yeah. Like, just. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Maybe I'm gonna do that. I, so, <clears throat> if I get that uh, associated van, maybe I'm gonna make a full-on commercial. Make a commercial. You should. And, and then just post it and put the price on it and yep. say, "Boom!" You know, it's like, I because I think that you just gotta like do people it. gotta see it. Do it and send it to them and use like cheesy early 90s kind of techno electronic music underneath and then and throw like starbursts through the whole thing like in your face like quick quick zoom ins on your face oh yeah like wear a power glove and do a thumbs up yeah and then you could have like those 
I don't know what those super cool sunglasses are. The Vipers. You put your yeah, Vipers my... on, yes. and then it's a zoom in, and then you just tilt them down and go, and you don't even say anything. You just nod your head. You know, like, it's funny. I was trying to try to. I was looking to try to get a, a pit viper because Dalton is a. He should be a pit viper rep, right? Like he. And, and so I was like, I call. I talked to them. They're like, you have to send in. If you want to do this, you have to send in a VHS tape. A put together of like a commercial for for uh, your what's it called your uh, application. And I was like a VHS tape, and then just by chance, my neighbor kid, he's Not like seventeen. <laughs> yeah, I know. My neighbor kid's seventeen. He comes walking home with this big VHS camcorder, and I'm like, son, I need to rent that from you. <laughs> Son, can you point me to the wormhole you just came through? I know. I, I'm apparently back in the 80s. I know. But that's what I got to do now. Now I got to make a commercial with his VHS camcorder. Awesome. Uh, I should just buy it off him and be like, hey, how much did that cost? And just give him like 20 bucks more and be like, there you go. You can rent it for me. Oh, my goodness. Was that a good enough soapbox, Jeff? Yeah, buddy. It was awesome. <laughs> I got to finish this. Okay. We'll see, buddy. Sorry. This is dad time. Right. Yeah. I even put a sign out the door too that said meeting in progress, do not enter. And they just kicked it aside. Boom. Oh my gosh. Actually, it was my son asking me if we could go fishing. Ooh. I'm like, daddy's work. Daddy's uh he's got some things to do. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll see. The weather's still real nice up here, so it's uh Bro, yeah. we it's supposed to be 78 degrees, which is like Bro. 220 degrees your temperature or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> the the conversion uh, excellence <laughs> on this on this program Dialed. is unlike anything I've ever experienced. <laughs> yes, it's true. About 250 degrees Celsius. Yep. <laughs> no, we last week our the the coolest temperature we had was 27 or 28, which is probably like high 80s. That's bananas. Yeah. Well, it was weird October, for us because it, was, it rained torrentially for a week. And yeah. then we started getting this, like, we started coming out of it. It's supposed to rain again on Monday, but yeah. we're supposed to have 78 degree weather Fahrenheit Ooh. on tomorrow. Listen, buddy, that was a great soapbox. And I'm wondering if we, uh, unless you got anything else burning a hole in your vocal cords, should we, I, I don't, we cap it there? I, I think I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. I think that's a good place to end because we're 47 minutes in. And 44 seconds. <laughs> so, Which so is awesome because those are the best ones that you just look up and you're like, we've been talking for an hour. I know. That's yeah, awesome. No, that was good. That was good. Better brother. I like it. On all right. Should we, should, we, should we call it all out? Should we say, or should we just, for those that are listening land, we're recording these and we're both double dipping and we're putting them on both of our things. So, Damn uh, yeah. So find Jeff on, is it big pop jar or is it just pop jar? What, so what my, my, so I'm going to plug you. You're going to plug me. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's at big Papa jaw, big Papa jaw at my Instagram at big Papa jaw. And then I'm on, it's pop jaw. The podcast got pop jaw. It's on Spotify. Okay. Okay. And a bunch of other things. And then yes. yours is, yours is Talk ours, About RC. It is Talk About RC. Yeah. And so our, our Instagram is just RC Amigos, but our, our actual Spotify and all that is Taco Bell RC. So awesome. Check yep. it out, guys. Check it out. All right. Arma, Arma, reach out to your boy, Pablo. He's, <laughs> he's 
got a VHS recorder. He's ready to do a video. I'm ready, ready to do a commercial. I'm, Let's go. I, I got my balloon pants that have tiger stripes on them. I'm ready uh -oh, to go. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. <laughs> comes a Pablo. There you go. Parachute pants. Here it comes. <laughs> All right, I got to go. All right, brother. Have a good weekend. <laughs> you too. Hey, it's Thanksgiving up here, so I wish you a happy Canadian Ooh. Thanksgiving. I know next weekend's yours, so. Well, we got a month until ours. Come on. Sweet bro. mother. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm really going to brush up on my American. We got like two months. Ours is until the end of November. <sighs> now I got to go. Now I got to go figure out the differences in Canadian American holidays, currency, conversion. and temperature. <laughs> there's there's got to be a calendar conversion table and a currency <laughs> conversion table and a temperature conversion table. I'm surprised we, we speak the same the same uh, <laughs> language. <laughs> Frank. This is America. All right, brother. All right, man. Have a good weekend. You too. Later. Later. happens when you eat aluminum foil speaking of sheet metal head over to scalemetalsupplies.com to find all sorts of bend and braze projects for your tiny truck from the new fast dash hot seats shock boxes scale metal supplies has you covered when you check out use code TACOBOUTRC to get a 15% discount at checkout don't forget scalemetalsupplies.com Go check them out. They got all kinds of cool stuff there for your tiny truck building needs. I hope you can hear the smile on my face, amigos. Uh, this weekend was a weekend. It just, you know, sometimes simple can do so much for you. Um, Friday, it, it was kind of one of, I don't know, it's if it's funny, it actually started out, now that I think back on it, it started out kind of rough. <clears throat> for some reason, I was like in a funk on Friday, and you know, I was happy for the weekend to be here, but it was like, I just was kind of like, I don't know, just, I just wasn't all there. And, and that can happen for people, you know, like, uh, I just, I, I don't know if I would say I was grumpy, but I was kind of, I felt kind of, um, I don't know, I, if I could explain like how hypertension felt to me, I don't, I'm not hypertensive, uh, but sometimes I feel tense, like I don't feel stressed very often, but sometimes I feel tense. And if I could explain what that felt like for me this weekend, <clears throat> I guess it would be like Friday. I didn't really feel like talking to anyone in the afternoon. And I had to, I had to go to my kids' uh, school. They had a fun run. And normally I'm like, I'm always at those things, right? And for some reason I just felt like I don't want to go. But I went anyway. And I took a lot of pictures, you know, for the family and for the school. And I was just kind of like, you know, and I, and I, and I knew my son was going to be tired and we were supposed to go on a crawl, but we underestimated how much running he was going to do. And so I was like, I was cool with it. <clears throat> so we went home, uh, you know, at three o'clock right after school. I waited until my wife got there and I was like, I'm out. I'm going to go on a walk. I go, I feel like I just need it. 
Like, I don't know, I'm one of those people that feels like when my back gets tight and my shoulders and my neck get tight, I need exercise or I just need to go out and kind of clear my mind. And let me tell you, the weather this weekend, maybe that was part of it, that it's been kind of gray lately. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I love going outside, so I was kind of getting bummed about that. The weather this weekend was phenomenal. So I went out Friday. It was probably low 70s, maybe. Uh, it was a little warm for hiking pants, but at the end of the evening, it was just right. So I was out in hiking pants and a, and a t-shirt. And I took Lazarus out <clears throat> to this crawl spot that we've been talking about that's, you know, I'd like to turn into like a community crawl spot. And everything just felt right. I found some lines, I took some video, the sun was setting, it was just, it was really good. It was really good. It would have been better had my son been out there and we could have played together, but it was just, it was really good. And I felt, you know, I felt like this release afterwards. It was like things started to kind of fall into place, right? So I got home and uh, my wife was like, what do you want to do for dinner? I don't remember what we did for dinner, uh, but I remember just kind of like it all fell into place and I was thirsty and I was going to drink some water and my wife opens up the fridge and I don't buy beer very often. Um, and when I do, I buy like two or three at a time. And she goes, hey, you got a beer in the fridge? And I'm like, yes, like this is fantastic. This is great. So <clears throat> have dinner, you know, and we, I talk to the, the family and I'm like, okay, we've got... I'll lay out this weekend and it'll, it'll kind of all wrap up. So I was like, we've got a soccer game. we got to be there at 1030, which means we got to wake up. That's eh, not early, but, you know, we got to wake up for it on a Saturday. Everyone wants to sleep in, you know, the drill. Um, I'm up anyway. So I was like, let's go to bed, right? Let's get some rest. The kids were tired because they had just ran like two miles for the fun run. Um, they were tired. So we all went to bed. Woke up the next morning, got ready. Uh, of course, my wife and daughter are running a little bit behind, so me and my son go out to the field, and it's just like started unfolding. And it was hard to, exp like, I'm gonna try to explain this uh, in a couple different ways. So we're out there, and we're some of the first people out on the field, and it was, a, it was clearing out very quick meaning this we had you know low clouds it's in the valley so we had low clouds and there was bright blue sky above it so it was like burning off really fast as we walked out to the field but the grass was short the soccer field the the you know <clears throat> the dew on the field was heavy but you knew it would burn off fast and it was just walking out in this like crisp air sunny weather we're in the valley all around us are these changing colors of trees and you could see your breath a little bit and it was just perfect right the perfect morning so we're out there and i'm passing the ball around with my son and i'm just watching them he goes out with his friends to watch them and and, and it dawned on me about sports and unless you've played sports um, <clears throat> I don't know if I would say at a higher level or at this kind of a level, you might not get this, but sports are so good for people, man. They're so good for people. And 
whether it be, you know, active sport, singular sport, team sport, RC racing, there's something about being in that theater that just changes your mindset. Um, I love how it frees your mind and how it just frees your soul from things. So it, got, it brought me back to when I was a boy and I remember playing football and same kind of mornings, right? Cool, crisp morning, sun's out and I'm, I'm in a stadium. We played football in stadiums on Saturday mornings and I remember just feeling like the fans, the parents were so far away. This is like in a high school stadium and it's just quiet out on the field. You can hear the breath. You can see the reflections off the turf. You know, you hear the popping of the pads and you hear the, you almost hear the crisp air break like with every like motion that's happening. And you'll get these singular moments where it's like, it's just you. And then you remember that, you know, football, there's, you know, the other 10 guys out there. Or, or baseball, you know, there's the other eight guys out there. <clears throat> and it's, it's such a good feeling. And then you remember that all those, those other guys got your back, right? And, the, and then you're all out there together on the same goal. You've worked hard and you're, you're moving forward. And I remember just all those feelings and loving that loving that quiet that solitude that you know you I was joking with Jeff it's like you can almost hear the turf or like the the grass breaking under the ball and you can hear it brush against the I, I feel like I could visually see it and hear the ball kind of whisking through the grass and moving and you know when I was out there with my son soccer's new to me so kicking the ball I was observing the ball rolling and the water wicking off of the ball and then you just see this kind of like symphony of things happening dancing in like the sunlight it's beautiful I love that about sports and I love the idea that you can kind of just all come to one you know and so the game went well uh my son had he had two interesting plays that I was shocked that they put him into this pressure cooker I guess so they gave him two corner kicks and then they gave him a PK the, one of the corner kicks was almost a goal right off the corner kick which was pretty rad and then the PK you can't ask for a better PK he uh, he missed it was blocked but it was like perfect it was quiet you know he went to go he booted it bottom left corner it was coming hot and the goalie is a skilled goalie on the other team actually laid out and finger rolled it off the off the pipe and so it was just you know even though he missed it was just worth it it was totally worth seeing you know it, it was just the battle and for him having that be his first penalty kick, uh, <clears throat> it was awesome. It was really awesome to see that first penalty kick and how it worked out with each other. So after that, uh, we had plans that we were going to start working on the truck. So we came home, 
And he was tired. I could tell he was tired. My, my wife and daughter went to Costco. And I could tell he was tired, but I was like, hey, just get changed. We'll go to the shop and we'll get after it. So we get to the shop and uh, we move. Well, first on the way home, we move the truck into the shop. Uh, I blew a freeze plug underneath the motor mount. So I wanted to move it into the shop so that, you know, we could tear it apart. If we didn't finish it, it would be secure in the shop. And so I wanted to move it in the shop and then go back to the house so we could get changed and get ready and come back and the truck would be cooled down for us to move. So, hard to touch and to work on. So, I had played this in my mind and I, and I wasn't sure how it was going to play out. But, you know, for me being a kid, I remember being with my stepdad and that was the drill. Saturday mornings was for doing work around the house. I don't, we didn't always have the same chores, but you know, there was always something to be done. And so I'd wake up. If I, did, if I wasn't in sports on Saturday mornings, I would wake up and do whatever needed to be done. And then we would land together in the shop. And we would work on something. I'm working on my car, working on one of his cars. And, you know, the smell of a semi-damp kind of like dank environment of a shop with fuel and metal and all these like different aromas, burnt metal, burnt whatever, you know, the grease that's that's on the tools still from working on it. Uh, all those things kind of came back to me. And then we put on classic rock and that sealed the deal. It was just, you know, rock and old rock going, Led Zeppelin, all that kind of stuff going as we're working on the car. And <clears throat> it's funny because, you know, I would pull him under the truck, my son, and I would say, you know, do this. And I would hold the socket on and I'd, be, and I'd break the socket free, right? I would break the nut free and I'd be like, okay, start turning. So he'd be right next to me and, be, and he wasn't really couldn't really see all the time what he was turning it on but he would you know had the illusion that he was helping me because I couldn't turn it if I had to hold this here and blah 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 so he's turning wrenches and I could tell he liked it you know he had to get over that initial fear of being underneath a truck right because we jacked up the truck put it on jack stands and he had to get under that fear you know for some reason he felt more comfortable rolling in on the creeper on his belly and then finally he started kind of rolling over so he could actually see better and uh, it was cool you know it was cool seeing that we ran to the auto parts store we ran and got lunch and then came back and we got pretty close uh, but we didn't finish it and it was kind of one of those things where it's like you know I think I think we're gonna have to wait until tomorrow so kind of showing, that was the, one of the first steps in this next kind of like tune that we're going to talk about, and then that's patience. So that first step was saying, you know, there's no rush. That's the nice thing of having this truck be like a shop truck is that there's no rush. Uh, if it didn't get done, I'd have another car that's our daily driver. And so for those that don't know, I'll paint the picture. It's an old 71 C10 that I've done a little bit of work to. I put a new motor in it. I primed it all and 
cut in the interior with a like a green apple metal flake paint. So <clears throat> it's it's a pretty cool looking shop truck. And lots of memories in it. Uh, we'll talk some other time about how I got it, but pretty cool shop truck. So the kids love it. You know, it's loud. It's kind of obnoxious. Um, and we're working on it together. So, you know, I told them, I was like, hey, let's let's just go home. And if you feel good, we'll, we'll come back after church and we'll, uh, we'll work on it. So we did, you know, went to bed. It was a long day. Uh, went, went to bed, woke up the next day, did our thing. Uh, church was awesome. It was kind of one of those weird moments. We, I, I kind of got in the ear holes of my family and I was like, if we can wake up to be at soccer for, and, and at other sports for at 8.30, there's no reason we can't go to an early service at church. Like, I don't mind going to the late service, but I feel like we'd be so much more productive if we went to the early service. And the, there's two early services. There's 8, and there's 9.30. And so I was like, we'll, we'll go to the 9.30 service. So we went to the 9.30 service. We were late. And we've been to the 9.30 service before, but it's been kind of amazing. I, I've noticed this at our church lately. And it, you know, I think we're kind of against the grain at our church for this, not for any other reason aside from attendance. And our attendance has been going up steadily. And it's been pretty amazing because our area where we're at isn't like a Bible Belt kind of area. And it's not an area where you would see, you know, everyone, everything's closed down on Sunday because everyone's at church. It's definitely not that. But seeing more and more people's, fantastic so we uh get to church we're late but you know my thing is it's like i'm you know the worship service stuff is cool but that's not what i'm there for i'm there for the word the message so we missed most of that and it was funny because we pull in and it is packed like easter sunday packed people standing on the back and i was like wow and of course one of the ushers comes up and he's like hey uh, we got some seats for you if you want them. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, but it's front row. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fantastic. Then we had just joked about sneaking into church because we remember when we were sneaking into church when we had kids that were younger, they had those shoes that every time they stepped, they would, uh, you know, the heel would light up and blink or whatever. And you can never sneak into church with those. So... We were joking about that, and then of course we get shuffled right up to the front seat, and I could kind of see it on the pastor's face, like, what are you doing here early, kind of a thing. Um, we normally have, you know, our seats, quote unquote, but um, but the message was good, man. The message was good. It was kind of talking about conviction and doing things, and you know, I'm all about motivation and things like that. It was a good one, but... Uh, so we came out of that, and I think we came out of that kind of fired up. So my son, I asked him, I was like, hey, you want to go back to the shop with me, or do you want to hang out at home and do whatever? And he goes, no, I want to go back and finish. So we go back, and getting back to the patience thing, you know, it was one of those things where I remember everyone has a story, or anyone can, a lot of, you know, guys can relate to this, where there's a grumpy dad, and he's like, give me the tool, blah, 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 like all that kind of stuff. And uh, it's funny because my son's just 
this was kind of like his first entry into this, right? He's nine. Uh, so he's been around me before working on stuff, but not, not involved, you know, not understanding. So, you know, I had him fully immersed in this. And so I'm under the truck and I'm, you know, asking him for the crowbar. And I'm like, hey, uh, can you hand me the crowbar? And he's like, what does it look like? And I'm, I'm explaining to him, like, it looks like a J, blah, blah, blah. And so he's looking all over. And of course what happens, he can't find it. And as soon as I stand up, it's right there. And he goes, oh, I didn't know that's what that was. And that, you know, it's the kind of thing where I'm trying, I call, I told my wife when I talked to her on the Saturday, I was like, you know, it might take a little longer. I'm just trying to be very patient and show him everything. And she's like, cool. So, you know, it's hard. <clears throat> and on the other side, now I understand uh, from the dad point of view, why you get grumpy and you want things and you're like losing your patience about it because you have a finite amount of time and you have other things that you want to do, right? And so it's like, you know, there are some times where I'm like, it's okay if you want to be on the phone because there wasn't something he could really help with. So I let him kind of uh, uh, go and, you know, kind of hang out on the phone for a little bit and just play a game or whatever. And then when I call them over, I'm like, hurry up, you know, put it down. Like the one minute, hang on a second thing drives me crazy, especially if he's just playing a game. Um, but, you know, I'm like, I get it now. I get the, the patience thing and the, there's, you know, a bunch of other things you're trying to get to as a dad on the weekend, all that kind of stuff. So it was a lot of fun uh, kind of understanding that and seeing it from both sides now. But then, you know, it was like, the smiles per gallon thing, right? Like, that was our thing. We got it running. Um, we had to jump start it because the battery's not uh, good anymore. So we had to jump start it, and I pulled it out of the shop, let it run for a while, and then I turned it off and tried to turn it back on. Of course, it died. So I turned it back on, or I jump started it again, and I look over at him. I'm like, hey, you're going to have to come over here and feather the gas. Now, at first, he doesn't, he didn't want to, right? Because it's a loud truck and, you know, it's a lot of power. You, it's the kind of truck where you can feel the power. I'm like, don't worry about it. I go, you know, I put it in park. And I'm like, it's going to have the parking brake on. You can't go anywhere. And I showed him. And so I said, okay, run around here. And, and so I jumped out of the car and I kind of made it kind of urgent. And I said, get in the car quick. So I gets in and when the aisle starts to, you know, dip down, I'm like, just feather the gas. And... So he feathers the gas and sure enough, it's like as soon as he gets a good, you know, foot full, the smile just comes out and all you see is teeth. And it's like, man, that's what it's about. You know, that's what this whole weekend was of busting knuckles and getting our hands dirty and, you know, you know, saying hurry up, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's what it was all meant for. So. We buttoned everything up and then we cruised out and got Froyo and it was just, I thought it ended there. I thought that's where it ended and then I woke up a little early, kind of took my time getting out and went and got coffee and saw the sunrise and it was just a beautiful sunrise. So I don't know what the, what the main idea of this section was, amigos, but it was, you know, I was grateful for this weekend. My cup got refilled. I uh, feel grateful. As always, I'm grateful for you guys, my RC10s. Uh, I 
appreciate each and every one of you that are listening. I hope I can continue to bring you some good stuff. I hope you enjoyed this uh, this talk that we had. I hope it, it released some tension for you guys, and I hope the conversation with Jeff, I hope you enjoyed that because that was a lot of fun. And uh, let me know, amigos. You know where to find me. Reach out if you have a suggestion or if you have a question. I'll be around. And I hope that I get to talk to you next week. Until then, amigos, have a good one. Keep the trigger pinned. Keep that hammer down. And stay grateful.